Super Talk Mississippi media production. Did you know Toyota Brookhaven has sold more new vehicles the last two years than any other dealership in southwest Mississippi? Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our old man river, lavish lakes and streams, minds full of the wildest life and possibilities. I It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. From the Foundation Studio right here on Biloxi's Back Bay, I want to welcome you to Super Talk Outdoors where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime. The world-class outdoors of the state of Mississippi because we are the capital of the outdoors in America. We say that every week because we mean it. That's for sure. Um, listen, Merry Christmas to you. I can hear Bing Crosby singing. If he's the one who sings it, it's cold outside. There is some cold weather coming to Mississippi this weekend. And that ought to make my duck hunting friends really happy. I know we are. We're looking forward to some, some ducks getting pushed down. And hopefully this is going to be, you know, a, a better season as we've talked about the last few weeks than, than we've had in the last, uh, last couple of years. I want to thank you for joining us on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi Radio Network. Man, we're, we're so fortunate to be here or on Super Talk TV at Seaspire TV. But you might be listening on Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast. If so, it's December the 19th, 2022. Where did this year go? My goodness, man. I, it's like I can remember at the end of January saying, I can't believe it's already the end of January. And now here we are. It's the end of December. Merry Christmas to you. I hope you're, you're, you've got a great holiday, uh, planned and, um, it's an exciting time of year to be in the outdoors, that's for sure, especially with some real cold weather coming. Hey, listen, I have a full show today with my friend Lake Pickle. I'm going to go ahead and bring Lake into the show and say good morning to him, and then I'll remind you who he is. How you doing, my friend? Man, I'm doing great. Uh, couldn't be any better. It's a, it's a great time of year to be an outdoorsman in this state. Happy to be back on here on this show. I tell look, Every time I'm on this show, I'm reminded of how powerful this network is. Because I, I think I've told you about this before. Maybe it was in a private conversation. The first time that I was on a show with you, it was like the next day I got stopped at a, a gas station asking questions about the show. So y'all do a great job and gets me more excited every time you ask me to come on. So super pumped to be here and talk about whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> well, like you, what's cool about you, first of all, you, 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 we, we've, we've had a whole full story, uh, show to that before talking about your story, but people know you through the pre, uh, Primo's Truth About Hunting TV series. What a, what a great job Will has done with that over so many years. And then of course, more recently, you're still working with them, uh, but you also are with OnX. And we'll talk a little bit more in a minute about what OnX is. And then you have the, the Primus uh, Speak the Language podcast, which I've had the pleasure of being on, which uh, is doing quite well. Didn't you guys hit a million downloads? Yeah, we're at, uh, we're actually, we just passed, we're over a million and a half now. Um, and then th- check this out. So, you know, we, we talked about I was building that, I'm, I'm working on building that Quail episode series. Yeah. My mom gave me an early Christmas present. 
That, oh wow! For people, that's okay. So for the radio audience, it's a big, uh, so maybe three by two by three black and white photo that looks like it's matted with four gentlemen in it. Who are those people? So the 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 man in the center, that's my grandfather, and the two men sitting directly beside him, those are my great uncles, and then that's a distant cousin on the back of the truck. Uh, but yeah, he's got an English pointer, and then uh, Uncle Jack there has a old Winchester, and they're quail hunting back in the glory days when we had a lot more, you know, larger native population of quail. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's a, it's, you know, I, I love what you do with your shows. So it's a little bit of uh, hunting stories and talking to cool people, and uh, and I like what you're what you're headed toward, and that is periodically doing some sort of special segments yeah. about something, for example, like like quail and with the history of quail hunting in Mississippi and what the challenges and opportunities are for quail hunting in Mississippi, and you, it gives you the opportunity. I know I know this from doing this show and my show on the on the on the coast called Coast View. It's just, it's just every time you get a guest on, every time you decide you're going to get focused on an issue, you get you get a chance to learn a lot, don't you? You really do, I, I, and I that's been something that I've learned through doing this podcast. But yeah, I'd say I'm probably I, I probably need there's three or four key more people that I need to talk to for this quail subject. I think to do it justice. But I've learned so much through the process of just the history of the state and then just beyond quail, just like what the state was and the what what you know, the the changes in agricultural practices and the landscape. It's been it's been very interesting. Well you can go to your favorite podcast platform and just look up the um, Speak the Language podcast, and, and you'll get to hear a, a, just a plethora of, of choices uh, that, that that Lake has. And, of course, while you're there, you can look up Super Talk Outdoors as well and listen to our shows as well. So we try to be there however, whenever people want us because, you know, the truth is radio the radio network is really strong, but sometimes people aren't, aren't able to sort of tune in at this time frame, and we want it to be able to be on YouTube or Facebook and whatever. But you mentioned something about the network as you probably well know i'm a former former media executive and uh, i always wondered about about radio and what i've learned since i've been with this company is that steve davenport who owns super talk mississippi network and uh, kim Dillon, who is the president of the company they've really built an incredible company so first of all they own 26 radio stations across mississippi and then as part of the Super Talk network, there are 12 stations that are geographically positioned. So there's literally nowhere in this state where you can be and not have access to a Super Talk station. But then in addition to that, Steve has the Ag Network. Of course, we have Sports Talk, which has been very important recently, obviously, unfortunately, with the with the passing of Mississippi State's coach, sure. uh, Mike Leach. Uh, the, the, the opportunity that the Sports Talks guys have to talk about his legacy and whatever you, I, I can, I, I can't imagine what the radio numbers are in the wake of that. But we are the ones who lead those conversations. That there are important conversations about the legislature. Paul Gallo on the Gallo Show or Gerard uh, will have those conversations. If there are issues about the coast, we're going to have it down here on the coast. But, but they built this great network. Then, but in addition to that, though, there are 25 other stations that are part of a news network. So, if say you and I, when we're talking on Super Talk Outdoors, and we make news what happens is there's actually a news team that's going to capture what you and i talked about and then put a copy of what we talked about so they can see it in video form it goes to the news network so it's if we make news it's going to go to 51 radio stations across the state of mississippi that's the way you build a strong company you 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 have you have your 
your news and your information able to to get into all these stations on a moment's notice and that's the way you can affect change in the state so super talk outdoors is, is really pleased to be a part of that 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 is for sure listen i had a great weekend of hunting this weekend i i was able to get a, a, a nice old 10 point um, my hunting son he's my one of my best friend's son who's been hunting with me most of his life he got a beautiful 10 point uh, weather's starting to get pretty. They had a couple of good duck hunts over the weekend. You're hearing some good reports too, aren't you? Oh, for sure. I, I actually, um, like I said, with the, the, the on-ex transition, I haven't been, you know, in the trenches with the Primos guys like I have been in previous years. But I was at the new camp this past week, and I knew what time of the year it was, as do you. And I was like, what a perfect time to go down there, right? <laughs> uh, and so the first afternoon... Uh, I, I was sat in a green field, a food plot, and uh, saw saw about a dozen deer total and then saw probably a four- or five-year-old. He was a five-point, but there was a bigger deer that they were wanting to shoot, and so they were like, that's a deer that we would definitely kill, but we don't want to blow the food plot up. But anyhow, this old five-point deer was chasing those does around all evening. And, of course, as a person that enjoys outdoors, there was a very, very fun sit in the in the hunting blind for sure. We got to watch a lot of fun stuff, see a lot of deer, um, and that's kind of what like I think we're just on the brink of it. I think it's just going to get better for the next few weeks. Yeah, I had um, I had I passed on a, about a three year old ten point. We got it on camera, in fact, this morning. And it was, uh, we got it on camera like just after midnight. So your point about when you shoot, when you shoot, make sure it's the one you want because the mature deer, you know, they, they're going to vanish for a short period of time. Now some might go away and not come back. Some might come back and it might be late at night, but you, you have to be really careful, you know, and like if you want, you want to take a doe, at the, when ruts really start to t- p- pick up and you see a bunch of bucks on a field, this is not the time to take the doe, is it? Especially, you know, because food plots, I mean, you could do that. If I was hunting in the woods and I see that old deer, I pro- I would have shot him. Different different scenario. But a food plot is such a destination for those deer, and they're using it as a food source, and you want them to get comfortable with it. And so you go, I mean, Obviously, you can shoot deer in food plots. We do it all the time. We just try to be kind of more judicious about how we choose what deer we shoot in those food plots. Especially deer in the rut. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> especially especially deer in the rut. Hey, have you had the opportunity to do any duck hunting yet? I duck hunted, uh, not in honestly, not in Mississippi. Uh, I did a, took an onyx trip and uh, did some goose hunting and duck hunting in uh, eastern Montana for a few days. Uh, yeah, in a, in a dry field, in a in a cut cornfield, which I had never done before. So that was pretty cool. Uh, that was it was, it was it was a lot of fun. But as you were alluding to the cold weather we got coming down. My my wife sounded like she was in peril when she saw the forecast. Whereas I was like, "What's the big deal? You know how good the duck hunt is going to be." You know? <laughs> my, of course, it's going. It's supposed to be in the twenties, the low twenties on the coast for three or four consecutive days. And um, of course, we're worried to death about our palm trees, and I've got some work to do about that. But listen, when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Lake Pickle. I want to find out about this Onyx gig that's taking them across the United States. We, uh, we're going to—I want to get his thought about the selling of white-tailed deer and how that's a departure from the her- the heritage of, of outdoors in Mississippi. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation. Mississippi. Oh. 
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Rain today, high near 45. Tonight, rain as well, low around 39. Your Tuesday, rain likely as well, 70% chance. Cloudy skies, high near 50 degrees. Tuesday evening, mostly cloudy, low around 38. And for your Wednesday, mostly cloudy, high near 55. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. Guys, has Christmas shopping for the woman you love got you jumping through hoops? Well, at Junikers this season, we have the perfect Christmas gift for her. Hoops. That's right. At Juniker Jewelry Company, we have three entire cases of nothing but gorgeous diamond hoop earrings. From clean and classic front-facing diamond hoops to dazzling inside-out diamond hoops, featuring gorgeous round brain cut diamonds on the front and on the inside in both white and hot yellow gold. Guys, this is a diamond essential she'll love and wear every day. Best of all, Juniker's diamond hoop earrings started under $500 and go as big as you want to go. This Christmas, don't jump through hoops. Give her hoops. Diamond hoops from Juniker Jewelry, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. We promise they'll make her your biggest fan. This Christmas, it's got to be Juniker's. Because love can't wait. Juniker Jewelry Company. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway in Madison and junikerjewelry.com, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. This is Representative Jill Ford wishing you and your family a very Merry Christmas. During these trying times, let's remember that Jesus is Lord and keep our focus on Him, no matter what happens. And blessings to you and yours during this holiday season. Tis the season for you to leave all your holiday shopping up to us at Ag Up Equipment, your hometown John Deere dealer. You can add green to your property with a 3025E and 0% financing. Need a perfect gift for the person with equipment? Save up to 15% during our compact tractor and gator attachment sale. Come visit us at any of our 16 locations or online at agup.com. Offer ends 1231-22. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Gather here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have my friend Lake Pickle. Uh, you know him from the Primo's Truth About Hunting uh, TV series or from his uh, Speak the Language podcast. He's also more recently with OnX. And we spent the first segment just kind of sharing a few stories. But hey, tell us about your OnX gig. Yeah, man. So uh, Onyx was, I've been a customer, a user of Onyx since around 2017. And so it made, you know, like working for Will for nine years, 
I'm a big fan of keeping it authentic, you know. And so going to work for Onyx was easy for me because it was something that I was already a big fan of. Um, so I, I work in their marketing. Uh, I work a lot. I, I pretty much manage all their social media channels, Instagram, YouTube. A little technical issue. That's okay. We keep going. <laughs> but but yeah. So a lot of content creation, I, and it's been fun because I've gotten to do like obviously, I love hunting whitetails at home. I love duck hunting at home. But like I said, that Montana trip, it has allowed me to do um, some things that I haven't been able to do in the fall. Uh, whereas when I was with Primos full time because we were deer hunting so much, I've gotten to do some rough grouse hunting in northern Wisconsin. I've done pheasant in Minnesota, uh, pheasant in South Dakota, did uh, sharp tail grouse in Montana as long as well as Canada geese and mallards and dry field hunting. So it, it's been a lot of fun because, I mean, I'm sure you've heard me talk about my bird dog, you know, like Knox. Um, so, yeah, me being crazy, I drove my truck to Montana. Like, I drove the entire way, but I wanted to bring the dog. So, yeah, it, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, that, I'm, that's exciting. You know, it's interesting because you and I had the opportunity to visit with you on your podcast, and we spent nearly the entire hour talking about why I believe Mississippi is the capital of the outdoors in America. And you, who have been really all over the United States, you don't really make a corresponding argument against it. I mean, you were raised here. You couldn't have picked a better foundational place to grow up and enjoy the outdoors, could you have? No. I mean, I mean, go to what time of year we're in right now. Like, if you are someone who appreciates the outdoors, appreciates the ability to hunt, um, I mean, this is the time of year where when I think about our days at Cottonmouth, this is the time of year that we were deer hunting in the morning because it was the rut. Or no, I'm sorry, we were duck hunting in the morning and deer hunting in the afternoon. I mean, there's just so much to experience. Um, and then obviously you go from now, like the, the, the duck hunting and the deer hunting being as good as it is, it'll maintain that way until the end of January. And then you go into turkey season and then you go into the summer and you got fishing and then next thing you know, it's fall again. There's, there's always something to do. So yeah, I, I don't really have an argument against that. <laughs> Well, um, I'm glad you don't. Because, <laughs> you know, I say on my show all the time that, I, you know, I don't care what state you're from. Let me know who you are, and I'll stand toe-to-toe with you and debate you, and I bet I win. Because I just got – this is too much there's too much to draw from. And they may have certain dimensions that are better, but when you add it all up from the Mississippi Delta to the hills to the coast and what we have – access to here in Mississippi. And I think it's good for me to continue to make that point because I think sometimes we get a little bit too, we might get complacent. Maybe that's not the right word to use. We certainly take it for granted. That's probably the best way to say it. We take it for granted that the uh, the hunting and fishing and just general opportunities to enjoy the outdoors in Mississippi are just so incredible. One of the things, you know, and we talked about this before, but, you know, you spend a lot of time on public land, but you know, if you think about the WMAs, that Mississippi has and the work they do to bring ducks in and the thousands and thousands of acres they have for, for turkey and deer hunting and other, other outdoor enjoyment. This state gets it, doesn't it? They do. Uh, and yeah, the, our, the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks, and this is not me taking a pop shot at, at other departments. It's just through the travels that I've been able to do. I've been able to look and be like, man, our department does a really good job. They do an excellent job. Um, and, yeah, I, the, the public hunting opportunities we have here are great. Um, the private land op- hunting opportunities we have here are great. It, it, it's There's 
there's plenty of opportunity within this state. It makes me proud as an outdoorsman to live here. Me too, man. And one of the great things about doing this show is that I have the opportunity to to be joined almost weekly by one of those professionals from the department that I invite in to talk about anything from wild hogs to white-tailed deer to ducks. I mean, I mean, the regular listeners know that these are some of the most dedicated public servants we have. And they, you know, it's interesting. They all literally dedicated their lives so that we can enjoy this this outdoor heritage that we have and be able to, to uh, pass it to our kids and our kids' kids. They're, they're really focused on sort of this generational thing. And it shows in all their work. And, you know, someone like you who does travel around and sees different approaches and different, you know, different ways to do things, it helps you compare and contrast, doesn't it? Very much. Uh, very much. It, you know, it, it comes from the the – the, the history of Mississippi's, you know, relationship with our resources. I think part of the reason that our professionals in place in the department do such a good job is because they very highly recognize that it's not an unlimited resource. It's very much, it's finite. It has to be managed. And the people in our department, they recognize that. And uh, I think that's why they do, part of the reason why they do such a good job. Yeah. Okay. So let me just for just for people who who may be confused with some of the terminology because it can it can actually get kind of confusing. You have a Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, and and the f- folks that I have on my show are the ones these professionals that lead from parks to again for whitetail, deer, ducks, WMAs, lots of professionals that are out there working day to day. They're the ones on the ground operationally following through on the strategies that the department wants. And then you've actually got a commission, the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks Commission. We'll come back in just a second and kind of break down the commission a little bit. But they're they're the ones that sort of oversee. They just establish regulations, et cetera. And, um, you know, it's really important that we have a good, strong commission at all times because the department oftentimes is taking their lead from the commission. And uh, it's so important for the commission to listen to the department because you've got all these scientists there. So there can be, you know, there can be some fine lines between public input and politics and, and the needs of the, of the department or the science, science view toward how to, how to best manage the, the wildlife. There's always going to be a bit of a rub there. That's just the, that's the nature of the beast and the nature of change. Then, of course, you have the foundation. The foundation actually is the title sponsor of this show. Their former name, is, formal name is the Foundation for Wildlife, Fisheries, Parks, separate 5013C organization. They are an organization that was literally formed by, um, you know, wildlife and conservation leaders, you know, mostly uh, just civic-minded people who wanted to uh, raise money to help fill gaps for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. So they have a wide variety of issues that they're involved with. They also do do occasionally some investment in uh, wildlife and conservation organize, uh, uh, projects that are not directly tied to the department. And then more recently, they've gotten really involved in issues. Uh, the most important issue more recently, Jay, uh, Lake and I spent some time on on Super Talk Outdoors talking about this. We talked about it a little bit on his show as well, but the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund that was passed by the legislature this year and signed by the governor is a great example of an issue that they, they would be involved in. So what I like to say is when they pick an issue, 
if you're on the opposite end, you better look out because they, their ability to bring the coal, a coalition of other organizations into the conversation, it is very, very significant. And that's the kind of leadership we need. But those, just to kind of give you a sense of the foundation is this, the commission does this, and then you have a Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, which is, uh, which is the part that, 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 Lake has the opportunity to see in action when he travels all across the United States. He's got a great point of comparison. That's why it's, I'm, I'm privileged to have the ability to talk to someone like Lake who has this opportunity to challenge all over the United States. Hey, so we'll, we'll, I want to ask you your opinion about something. I want to just kind of at a very high level kind of frame the issue a little bit. And then I want to get your, your thought on it. But then I want to take a step back for a second, and I want to come back to talk about the commission. Who's on the commission? Who are the people on the commission? Where do they come from? I watched a, a commission meeting from last week, and I'm, I have to tell you, I was kind of concerned about something I saw, and I'll, I'll, I'll share with the, with the radio audience what, what I saw. But there's this, uh, there's this issue that's, ha- that's kind of simmering behind the scenes, uh, there was an attorney general's opinion in October that said the commission can make this decision, which essentially would make it legal to sell white-tailed deer in Mississippi. And this is a really important issue because it is a significant departure away from the way Mississippi has managed wildlife up to this point. And it's being led by a small group of high-fence owners. There are about 125 high-fence owners in Mississippi. Having a high-fence in Mississippi was legalized. But if you go read the the regulation around that, what you'll see is at the very top, almost immediately see, you cannot sell white-tailed deer. And essentially, they, they did it so that you can manage the herd on your property better. There are, there are minimums that, that, that are, that are required. And then, of course, there are, there are permitting and other things that have to be done as well. But it's important to note that the white-tailed deer on the inside of the fence are the same as the white-tailed deer on the outside of the fence. These are all owned by us, the people. Why is that important? Well, it goes back a long way, but when we had colonial America, the king in England are, is the one who owned the deer, and they also owned the firearms. And when America was formed, it said, we're going to go in a different direction. We're going to make it so that the people own the deer. The people own the deer. Really important distinction here. And it also is about managing the resource. So when we come back on the other side, we'll continue to sort of break this down. I want to get I want to get Lake's uh, uh, point of view about this. I'll tell you a little bit more about the commission and tell you what you can do if this is uh, an issue that comes up. We'll see you on the other side. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that—a family. This is a whole new me, almost. And, of course, I just started bawling, and then I looked around, and they had tears. And then the whole it seemed like the whole office came in and, and looked. But it was just a feeling like I have never felt before. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. 
life. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. Bancorp South Bank and Cadence Bank have come together to form a new, even better bank. The new Cadence is more than a merger. Together, we offer more convenience, accessibility, and simplicity through an expanded branch network, secure technology, and enhanced products and services. It's the best of both banks from the same financial services experts you know and trust. Cadence Bank, helping opportunity take shape. Visit cadencebank.com slash the new Cadence. Member FDIC. Reed's Metals Pole Barns are a great economical solution for recreational equipment and livestock or to be used as equipment product sheds. They're lightweight and easy to install. Trusses are available in preset sizes or may be custom ordered. Plus, we have many profile options, over 20 colors to select from, and a written 45-year paint warranty. Call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven at 866-604-4949 or stop by 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast in Brookhaven. Online, buy direct and save at reedsmetals.com. The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to call 911 at the onset of symptoms of a stroke or heart attack. As soon as paramedics arrive, they perform an ECG, start an IV, and administer medications to stabilize your heart. If you're having a stroke, paramedics provide stabilizing treatment and know which hospitals are best prepared to manage your type of stroke. In both cases, paramedics call ahead so emergency, cardiac care, or stroke teams will be ready when you arrive. Every second counts. Dial 911 for heart attack or stroke. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk, Mississippi News. Soon, cashless gaming could be coming to Mississippi casinos. Jay McDaniel is head of the state's gaming commission. You basically sit down, and instead of putting that $100 bill on the table and cashing in, you, you use either a wallet that's on your mobile app or, or something that transfers it to the table. Then the dealer gives you chips, and then you play. And when you cash out, instead of them giving you chips and you go into the cage and cash them out, they basically put that money back into your account. So you can see it. It only makes sense that that would eventually come to casinos. But it's it's also a very a consumer-driven market, and there's some out there that don't want to do that. You know, some people like having the, the cash in their hands. So uh, time will tell. McDaniel added that some casinos will likely test out cashless gaming on slot machines before taking it over to the table games. A handful of casinos in Las Vegas have already begun to roll out cashless payment options. J.T. Mitchell, Super Talk Mississippi News. Before your next trip into the great Mississippi outdoors, make sure you stop by your local Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey, on the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack. You can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda has been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. Stop by any Gateway Tire or Service Center near you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASE certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Center offers lube, oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course, tires. Just like Kenda, designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Center supports Mississippi outdoors. And of course, we go the distance for you. 
is going to be a cat. Tune in on Super Talk Mississippi for a Mississippi Christmas. I'm Steve Azar. It's year five, and we're kicking it off December 23rd, 1 p.m., playing generations of classics all the way until Christmas at midnight. Reeling in the holiday. Expecting Santa to bring you a new smart device? Be sure to download the Super Talk Mississippi app and stay connected with everything you need to know in 2023 and beyond. Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. When we went to break, Lake and I were about to get into a conversation about the potential for making it legal to sell white-tailed deer in Mississippi. Well, the only thing I wanted to add is that you know, essentially wildlife belong to the public. That's really important. But it really matters when you're dealing with something like chronic wasting disease. And it matters when you're talking about hunting regulations. You don't want different regulations to exist inside that high fence that exists on the outside. When you're dealing with CWD or any other disease or any other need they might have, you want to make sure that the herd's being managed by the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And any change away from that is a it could open up Pandora's box. Believe me, it is a very, very significant issue, and you're going to hear a lot more about it. But as I was saying, about 125 high-fence areas, about 99% of the guys who own high-fence areas, they don't support this issue. They're not behind it. This is being controlled by two or three or four high-fence guys that are extremely rich, extremely well-connected, and they want the ability to be able to sell their deer. And um, and if, if we go in that direction, it's going to be a big departure from the kind of uh, wildlife management that this that's made this state the best. One other thing I'll add, the North American wildlife conservation effort that Aldo Leopold created, we signed up for that. It has served Mississippi really well. It's brought back uh, wild turkey and white-tailed deer and other species that is really important to the conversation. Again, we don't want to do anything to threaten that. This Because of two or three people, we would be changing the entire generational way we manage wildlife in this state. And all you need to go do is read about Texas, what a mess it is in Texas. So anyway, Lake, what you, what's your sort of top of the, top of the uh, elevator here speech on this one? It's so... This whole subject to me is concerning on so many levels. It's to the point where I'm like, I don't know which one to tackle first to some degree. So I just had to pick one and go with it. Um, I don't like how this kind of had the feeling that it was mostly done behind the scenes, tried to keep under wraps. Kudos to y'all. I hadn't heard anyone report on it until y'all did. Um, and so it like, the whole, if we go back to like one of the basis, one of the fundamentals of what wildlife management in this country, in this state is founded on is like you said yourself, they belong to the public. And so decisions like this of this magnitude trying to be made and it being so hush hush, I don't like that at all. Um, one of the opinions that, that I read that was put out about it, I believe by, um, Lynn Fitch. One of my biggest issues with that is there wasn't, you go and, and you can go read that entire opinion. There really wasn't anything in there about the implications of what selling white-tailed deer would do. The only thing that was getting argued in that opinion was, here's why we can do it. I saw hardly nothing in there that's like, hey, if we do that, we might should be cautious because it could cause X. The implication of this is there was nothing that, that touched on the wake of it. 
But like, let me, I, I don't, you'll let you continue. Let me just sure. interject here that Lynn Fitch's t- opinion was very narrow and essentially, as you pointed out, it, it essentially said the commission can make this, put this regulation in place. But it's a significant departure from the previous Attorney General's opinion that Jim Hood had. Very lengthy, very comprehensive, and, uh, you know, reaffirming everything that you and I have talked about here that, that we have to protect Mississippi's wildlife legacy and the way we do it is all wildlife belong to the public. So Lynn Fitt, you know, it's interesting because, you know, uh, Jim Hu, who was a Delta Democrat, uh, has a very conservative view toward this resource and his opinion was solid as a rock. And then Lynn Fitch, who, and by the way, she'll point out that she's, she's issued opinions that differ from his before, but seems to me, I don't know if they had enough people engaged in the conversation inside her office that was, that really understand the implications of what she was doing. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that they did. Um, the other thing, it's, it's like, and this is a, this brought the light to a couple, like an, another line of thinking. I don't think, Overall, I don't think that the state has there's enough information on high fences within the state, you know, because, you know, like you were saying, there's about 125 high fences in the state. I would bet that there's a that the majority of outdoorsmen were unaware of that. Another thing like and you touched on this as well. They're not like we don't need to think that all 125 are pushing for this. They're definitely not. Uh, But. It's so like in the wake of what we already have going on with the concerns of CWD, I had uh, William McKinley on our podcast back during September leading up to the first velvet season that we, we had in the state. And I asked him, I said, what is the most concerning thing? Like, like, what are you most concerned about, about the future of whitetails and whitetail hunting in this state? CWD, CWD without fail. And so the sheer implications of moving live deer in the, in in the sense that they're wanting to do with this are so vast and so like not like so much not close to being worth the gamble that it's it's asinine to me that this is even being considered i can't i can't believe it and i may sound like a little bit fired up but that's because i am like i i understand like why is this even being talked about this 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 cannot happen yeah, I tell you, so what's interesting is, of course, the opinion, the Attorney General's opinion was issued in October. And uh, for whatever reason, again, again, I'm not I'm not a reporter. I'm not out there, you know, digging constantly to try to uncover this. Unless someone tells me about it or unless it comes up on the show, I would not have known about it. But it came to me, and then I started talking to people about it. And what I saw is that the concern about it went from zero to 60 really rapidly. That what, what was happening is there was a lot of work going on behind the scenes by these rich, highly connected people to begin to sort of align the stars so that they could get the commission to strongly consider this. Now, I've been assured by, com- by at least one commission member Actually, I could say at least two that they're going to, you know, there's going to be a public process here that they're going to listen to the public and and so on. I hope that, I hope that's the case. I really do. Um, the commission, I should point out, are are appointed by the governor of the state of Mississippi, and uh, let me tell you who they are. There are five of them. One is Bill Coser, who's the chairman. He's from District One. 
uh, Scott Coopwood, he's vice chairman, he's from District 2. By the way, Scott Coopwood has Delta Magazine, he also owns a newspaper, and uh, I've known him for a long time. I'm a former publisher, he's a publisher, we've known each other in that way. And Gary Rhodes uh, is from District 3, he's a commissioner, he was just recently confirmed by the Senate. He is the mayor of Flowood, and incidentally, he's been there for nearly three decades, and his reputation is incredibly strong. He is a, a fine leader, very progressive uh, leader. He's done a great job in Flowood. But I should point out that I've been told that he is a farmer owner of High Fence. However, I should point out, just like just like Lake and I just said, 99% of the 225 High Fence owners aren't behind this push. So I don't know where Gary is on this. I just bring that up. Um, he's a good leader, and I would expect that he would you know, bring great leadership to this. Uh, Billy Munger. I know Billy. I've hunted with Billy. Uh, he is a very smart extraordinarily successful guy and I there is no doubt in my mind that he will bring great leadership to a conversation like this and Leonard Bentz from the coast I've known Leonard for most of his life um, he's from District 5 and um, you know I hear that he supports this move but you know we'll let, let him say that in public and we'll see where we go you know I, I mentioned something I saw something concerning to me and I it speaks it's speaking specifically about Leonard about Leonard Bentz I watched the commission meeting last week just because I was curious about whether this was going to come up or not. And it didn't come up. That's important. It didn't come up. I did hear that some people that were sort of maybe behind this came to the meeting for a short period of time and then left. So maybe they were just seeing that if, if this was going to be on the agenda. But what I saw, a couple of things happened. One is that Ed Penny from Ducks Unlimited was there. He was concerned about the recent decision they made in Claiborne County, which uh, I think was a departure from what the what the department wanted around CWD management. And and they made a decision without public input, and that was concerning. And Ed Penny went there to talk about it. You got people should go watch that video for themselves. But I was incredibly unimpressed with the way Leonard Bentz talked to Ed Penny. He was disrespectful. He was, uh, he was, he was, he was very strong in the way he came on to Ed. And Ed was there as a, as a, as a private citizen, not representing Ducks Unlimited, but he's a, this guy is a head of public policy for Ducks Unlimited over multiple states. He is a, one of the most well-respected conservation leaders in this state. And I just was unimpressed with the way that Leonard Bentz treated him. But more concerning than that was the U.S. Uh, Forestry Service uh, employee, it's a, the forest supervisor, uh, Shannon Killerty was there. She's an ex-Marine. Uh, she manages 1.2 million acres. Um, she's been a great partner to Mississippi. Her dad, incidentally, had a key role in Air Force One. Uh, I could go on. What, I mean, just a solid, solid person. But the U.S. Forest Service had adopted some safety regulations exactly similar to the to the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And Leonard Bentz called her out for adopting those in a vacuum. And all she was doing was mirroring what the department did. And he seemed unaware of that. So it was, he was uninformed, he was unprofessional, and he was disrespectful twice in that one meeting but look that's my read on it you go i've known leonard for a long time but i was i was not happy with the way he handled himself as a commissioner go do a search watch the video yourself see what you think about it i you know so that's aside from the white white tail deer issue but still i think it, it could play into this this hand in a big way hey when we come back we'll continue this conversation about the sale of white tail deer in mississippi with lake pickle from primos and on x we'll see you after this to this land called home I breathe Mississippi 
Carter Jewelers Christmas Sale, almost all our jewelry has generous markdowns on one of the largest jewelry inventories in the region. With the slowing economy and canceled orders, has allowed Carter Jewelers to buy fine diamond jewelry for unheard of discounts. I personally went to the offices of the world's biggest diamond jewelry manufacturer and hand-selected the largest diamond jewelry purchase Carter Jewelers has ever made. This jewelry is all included in Carter Jewelers' annual Christmas sale, and we're passing these savings on to you, our customer. 12 months interest-free financing, no credit check financing, layaways qualify, and trade-ins are welcome. Carter Jewelers voted best local jewelry store for the last three years by the Jackson Free Press, located downtown Jackson, two blocks from the Capitol, on High Street, and the Pemberton Plaza in Vicksburg. So come see us at Carter Jewelers. Don't just get a job, get a career with great salary and benefits. The Mississippi Department of Corrections has just increased your salary by 10%. If you qualify, you can be a corporal, sergeant, captain, or major with base salaries ranging from over 36000 to over $47,000. Add to that retirement medical benefit packages up to 17000 more, all with paid-on-the-job training not far from where you live. Visit MDOCMS.gov to apply today. That's MDOC.MS.gov. Tis the season for you to leave all your holiday shopping up to us at Ag Up Equipment, your hometown John Deere dealer. You can add green to your property with a 3025E and 0% financing. Need a perfect gift for the person with equipment? Save up to 15% during our compact tractor and gator attachment sale. Come visit us at any of our 16 locations or online at agup.com. Offer ends 1231-22. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Innovative Health Clinic, providing personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy. Innovative Health Care, helping you get your life back. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Do you have a holiday checklist? Make sure it includes avoiding the latest holiday scams. Scammers are counting on you being too busy and distracted to pay attention. But research shows that if you know about a scam, you're 80% less likely to engage in it. Visit aarp.org slash holiday scams to get up-to-date tips on charity scams, online shopping scams, package scams, and more. That's aarp.org slash holiday scams. It's that time of the year again. Like my son Barrett and I, hunters will soon be heading to the woods to hopefully bag that big buck. 
Hi, I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Our agency often works with Mississippians whose disabilities are the result of tree stand injuries. Keep safe by remembering these important tips. Always maintain three points of contact going up and down a tree. Use a haul line and always wear a safety harness. Please don't let your next hunt be your last. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have my friend uh, Lake Pickle from Primos and Onyx, and we're just talking about our love of the outdoors and how this um, the selling of white-tailed deer issue that could come up in January in front of the commission. Um, There's a lot of scuttlebutt behind the scenes right now, so we don't really know what the strategy is. I hope someone puts it to bed. I hope it doesn't come up and we don't have to deal with it. Because what I think is going to happen, you're going to have us fighting with one another. And it's in a world of anti-hunters, the last thing we need to be doing is having a fight with one another. The other thing that it does, as as Lake pointed out, it's going to bring serious focus to high fence again. We're going to have to have that conversation again. And the ethics of selling hunts inside high fence area, canned hunts. There's a lot of... A lot of disgruntlement about that in the in the outdoors community, and especially in the anti-hunting community. We just don't need this. I hope leaders come to their senses and don't even bring it up. But if they bring it up, I've already seen one of the most solid coalitions building behind the scenes that I have ever seen on any issue. Um, and it's a, it's a big deal. But this is not the first time we've been in this position, is it, is it uh, Lake? Unfortunately not. Um, this reminds me of of instances that came up not long ago at all um just in the past in the past year we had if you we had the deal come up with malmation wma where there was the argument over having the buffer zone between the private line i think it was 100 yards on either side that got shot down thankfully um and then just this past spring there was the push the similarity I see between this one because the the Black Prairie WMA thing was also one of those deals where it seemed to be tried to be kind of kept by under wraps and then it kind of leaked out, turned into a whole thing that got shot down as well. The the similarities I see there are just again just these ideas that are making it to the table, so to speak, that I as an outdoorsman, you as an outdoorsman look at and be like, why is this even being discussed? This is so far out there. Like, no, absolutely not. But the thing that that gives me hope there is with both of those previous examples, there was public comment involved and it was very well known from the hunting community within this state that like, hey, this is not what we want to do. And I'm hoping that that's where this leads with this one, that they allow some public comment to weigh in on their decisions because I have strong faith in our hunting community that we will recognize this as something that is very damaging and goes far beyond affecting one single thing. It's, it, it will have ripple effects if it happens. Well, you're, it's a great point, Lake, and, and those two issues you brought up are great examples of how it almost happened, but there was there was a commenting period. People came to their senses. They voted properly, and 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 we you know we were able to, to to deal with it. But this issue, those issues pale in comparison to this issue. This issue is a generational issue, and it goes against everything that we stand for as a wildlife community and conservation and hunting community in the state. And um, 
you know, I, my focus is just on educating people and letting them know about the commission, who's on the commission, and then and then how the commission gives its sort of um, you know uh, strategy or so on to uh, to the department. I hope they listen to the department. I hope they listen to the community. Over seven hundred thousand fishermen and hunters in the state of Mississippi, they'll be loud. They'll be heard loud and clear on this one because a few people want to make a major change that will affect hunting and how the department operates for the rest of our lives and our kids' lives. It's that serious. And it's time for us to to, to get educated on it and and be part of the be, be, be part of the solution. When we come back after the first of the year, we'll uh, see what the department does and we'll go from there. But any any other words you want to say on it late before we, we shift? One one short thing is, I, so I worked for uh, a company called Midwest Whitetail in 2012, and I did a little photo journalism at that time. There was a somewhat similar incident that went on in Alabama. There was a push back in 2012. There was a, a privately owned company that wanted to take um, captive high fence bred deer and release them into the wild. And and it kind of the same. They weren't trying to sell them, but they wanted the the, the implications were similar because it was going to affect the wild populations. What happened there? Luckily, it was the same one of those deals. Is they were able to get it in front of public comment and get it in front of people that knew the science, knew the ecology, knew the the possibilities of what could happen, and were simply did not allow it to go through. And so. I'm hoping that we have a, simple, a, a similar turnout here. Again, I'm not happy at all that this is even being discussed, but I have faith. In, again, I have faith in our hunting community, and I have faith in the people that are put in place to know the right thing to do. And the right thing to do is to not let this happen. We have so many great leaders across this state that are involved in the conservation community. They are they are they're they're getting their their education done and they are reaching out to their brethren and if this comes up people are going to be loaded to bear on it there ain't no doubt about it and your point about Alabama if you go across the United States you see courts across the United States have been have been ruling on this one and um, and you know it's just kind of a mess to be honest with you where this at let's don't create a mess in Mississippi I, I appreciate you coming on late because you and I represent two different generations and this is a generational con- conversation and I really appreciate you taking the time to to, uh, to spend some time with me today I appreciate you having me on Really this do. has been Lake Pickle from the Primos team and from Onyx, and he's just a good friend of mine. And uh, we'll come back after the first of the year and, and give you an update about where we are on this issue. I can assure you we will not let go. Take care. Have a great uh, Christmas. We will see you next Monday. Talk Mississippi Media Production.